And welcome to the Woods Water Mizzou Podcast, episode number eight. I'm one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me today, I have Cole. Howdy. And I have Mr. Greg Miller. Hello, everyone. Now, Mr. Greg, do you want to tell everybody who you are and why you would be on a Mizzou podcast? Yes, uh, once again, Greg Miller, father of Makai Miller, true freshman uh, for you know, uh, the University of Missouri University football team, you know, so I was uh, asked to join the podcast today, ask a few questions, answer a few questions, and have a little fun today. Mr. Greg, we greatly appreciate you coming on and taking your time out of your busy day. Uh, Just getting into it, uh, last Saturday, our Mizzou Tigers go on the road to face a ranked number 25 South Carolina Gamecocks uh, three o'clock afternoon kickoff. It was our homecoming, a little over 77,000 people there. Uh, I don't know if I speak for everybody, but I know I speak for a lot of people just saying, you know, it was concerning going on the road just because under Coach Eli Drinkwitz, it has not been favorable results on the road with a Power 5 opponent. But our Tigers go into Columbia, South Carolina, and knock off the number 25 Gamecocks uh, 23 to 10. It was a really great performance from start to finish for the team. What do you think, Cole? No, I mean, it was, uh, it was, you know, complete, complete game team win. And, um, it's just, it's good to see all, you know, all three aspects of the game, um, and to, you know, come together and get it done, especially in a road environment, um, you know, flirting with 80,000 people, uh, in the, in the stadium, um, I'm sure that's, uh, I'm sure it's an environment that a lot of the players hadn't seen before. Um, you know, especially, you know, ones like Mr. Miller's son, um, that are, that are true freshmen. So it's, uh, it's just good to see, um, you know, everything that we thought that this team could be, uh, in the preseason finally coming to fruition. Absolutely. You know, just coach saying, trust the process. And, uh, I don't want to talk too much about the game because, we do have Mr. Greg on here and uh, really want to get into his mindset best we can. And Mr. Greg, I'd like to ask you, how is it as a father of a true freshman on an SEC football team, uh, how, do, how do you delegate, you know, rooting for the team, wanting them to win, but at the same time watching your son uh you still have to be dad. You can't just be fan of the team. You have to be dad. But uh, how how do y'all go about uh, trusting the process and sticking with it, even though his number hasn't been called a lot this year? It has been called. Yeah, definitely. I tell you what, you know, it is definitely uh, it's, it's a great thing to watch. You know, this is something we talked about ever since he was third grade. You know, the moment uh, playing. Uh, at this level, you know, that's something he wrote down on his goal board or mirror uh, when he was that young. So this is something that we prepared for, Um, you know, so seeing him out there uh, and actually seeing his dreams come true, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an emotional feeling from a father. You know, I trained him. um, I probably trained him 90% of them. You know, we had some, we had some, uh, some, some help along the way from some people who who knew a little bit more than me 
who was who was teaching me as well. We just came back um, and and got in the lab. So, you know, him being out there, you know, we like I said, we we prepare for this, and you know, uh, of course, as a father, I would like to see him being way more involved because I know what he's capable of. You know, the yes. excuse of being the excuse of being a true freshman, um, that's not something that we live by, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. He doesn't he doesn't look like a true freshman. He doesn't play like a true freshman. He don't have the mindset or the IQ of a true freshman. I mean, this kid is definitely prepared for this moment. So um, I just definitely have my conversations with him, keeping him motivated, keeping him inspired, you know, keep throwing little nuggets, motivational nuggets in his mind and his head so he don't ever get discouraged or start thinking that something is wrong with him personally, you know. Um, uh, so in my job as a father is to make sure he stays afloat. Uh, make sure his mind stays right and he's taking care of his body he's taking care of the books and, and eventually you know his number will be called and what it is just be ready stay ready so you don't have to get ready absolutely and and like i said it has been called uh and he was more than ready uh, i believe it was that florida game he come up with two huge catches i know we didn't end up getting the win in that ball game but it definitely wasn't because of number 10. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, probably to a lot of Mizzou fans, you know, you guys were like amazed by that or shocked by that. He caught you guys by surprise, but that's something we've been seeing him do uh, his whole life. Um, I've seen him play against five-star corners, and he beat the bricks off of those five-star corners. You know, so seeing him do that in the Florida game was no surprise. I don't even think I cheered, to be honest with you. I just sat there <laughs> uh, and I watched him, and he did exactly what I thought he would do, you know, get up, hand the ball to the ref, look at the sideline for the next play. You know, he doesn't get caught up in the the theoretics, the show off, the, the the gestures, none of that stuff. I mean, the kid's so locked in. Um, when the number was when his number was finally called, I knew that he wouldn't disappoint. Yes, he was definitely ready in that moment. Uh can you just kind of go over his mentality, uh the thick skin that he has to have playing that position. Uh you know, for receiver you're dependent upon you're you're one of eleven. I know, you know, it, it takes all five offensive linemen. It takes the running back uh, if he's in there pass protection, or if he goes out runs a route. You know, drawing the linebacker safety's attention. Uh, there there's a lot that goes into the receiver getting uh, the pass thrown his way. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I coached football for a long time. Um, you know. Your, your quarterback is really only as good as your offensive line. <laughs> you know, uh, if your line holds up for you, your quarterback got time to sit in the pocket and make a play. Um, and you, your running back is only as good as your offensive line. Um, you know, everything starts up front. Everything starts from the trenches. You know what I mean? Uh, understanding understanding there's, there's progressions, uh, understanding, um, you know, your route tree, understanding, you know, quarterback have a time to make a play, so on and so forth. I mean, all that stuff works together, you know. So I, I told him all the time, as he was growing up, because he was playing running back as a youngster. And I told him before he went to go play receiver, are you sure you want to play wide receiver? <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, you're only as good as your quarterback. You're only, your quarterback is only as good as the uh, offensive line. You know, so uh, are you sure you want to do that? You know, so yeah. he made the decision going into seventh grade that um, he wanted to be a wide receiver. So um, just prepared him for that moment uh, physically and mentally. I can definitely tell it, it's paying off now. Uh, it may not be 
the numbers y'all want to see right away, but uh, the the skills definitely there. It's not flash in the pan or lucky plays. Those those two catches that come to my mind he made in that one game. I mean, they were just you know heavily contested. Not not the best accuracy of the pass to him, and he, he made money. Like you say, he got up and it wasn't no showboating, no pointing first down, move the chains on it. It was just okay. What do I do next? What you, what you need me to do, coach? Yeah, it looked it looked very routine. It looked like you know he had been he had been in that situation, been in the been in the moment before, and that's that's a I feel like that's a very rare uh, characteristic and, and personality trait that you'll see of of a true freshman that's you know getting getting in game snaps for their first time. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, as we was growing up, you know, um, we didn't really have access to a jug machine until his sophomore year of high school. So I always told him, I said, son, if you can catch my passes, you can catch any pass from a quarterback in the country because I'm not I was never a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's good. Mr. Miller, what's that like getting to, you know, you've you've been through, uh, I'm assuming, probably two to three years of um anticipation at this point you know from first official offer letter to you know first official visit or unofficial visit to you know uh, position coaches coming to to games and camps and going to camps I mean what's what's that moment finally like for a parent because I, I Skeeter and I are both parents um, what's that moment like for a parent when you finally see you know your son uh, or you know in, in a different sport or someone's daughter um What's that like when you finally see the moment that, you know, you're a sport they love at the highest level of competition, um, you know, that's that's available to them? What's that like? You know, it's an overwhelming emotional uh, uh, feeling, to be honest with you. You know, all the years of sacrifice, the, you know, the money, the gas, the food, the travels, you know, getting him here, there to showcase what he's capable of, um, just – all of that paid off, you know. Um, right. It's, it's overwhelming. It's an overwhelming feeling because um, just thinking back on the phases of life, you know, that, that he experienced from, you know, from playing flag to playing uh, tackle to playing club football, preparing for high school, and then preparing for college, and everything that we prepared for and getting ready for college has happened. Right. So, um, you know, thinking back sometimes as a father, you know, I, I definitely want to get emotional, you know, because I see my son uh, living his dream. Yeah, that's a uh, I, I can only imagine what, you know, what that's like for you and, uh, you know, for, for all your family members or, you know, assume family members that are involved in that. Because, you know, the, the old saying goes, it takes a village and it really, truly, truly does. I'm learning that as a, like I said, a father of a very young child. So, um yeah, that's I can only imagine. If you can, do you think you could possibly uh, talk about the recruiting process and just exactly how and when Mizzou came into the picture for him? You know, his sophomore year uh, at Blue Valley North, you know, when his eligibility got taken away from him and we was not at fault for any of that, you know, that was, that was pretty tough and that was really challenging for him. Uh, he already had a few offers from other D1 schools across the country at this time. Uh, Mizzou came in, I want to say January or February of the spring of 2020, uh, or 2021, I believe. 
Um, you know, he didn't he didn't have any uh, no film that year. Obviously, he didn't play. They came in to talk to him, and I believe they pulled him out of class. <laughs> they put him really? out. Really? They put him out of class in February, um, and there was there, there was some there was some snow there was some snow on the field on the field, and they asked him to run some routes. No um, kidding. Yeah. So so the coach uh, had his had his laptop out, but his iPad out, and Makai did not hesitate. He went out there and he ran the exact route they they asked him to. And about five minutes later, they turned the iPad off and I said, "Okay, that's enough." Uh, no, coach went back to uh, he went back to Columbia. What it said, whatever he said. A few days later, Makai had an offer from a zoo. No kidding. Yeah. So just as simple as that, pulled him out of class, you know, on the ground, said, "Hey, we need you to run some routes for us." Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty incredible. I wouldn't have. Uh, I don't think I ever would have imagined that. You know, that's how the the process would have went. I mean, obviously there was more to that because they were able to. You know, to find him and to, to go see him. Um, but it seemed like that may have been like kind of like a final tryout, more or less. You know, that's that sophomore year. Um, no, he didn't get to play, but there were a lot of schools who was coming to see him play before we was loading the bus up to go play at Miage. Um, you know, so that kind of that kind of messed up some things for him as far as recruitment wise. I might have helped out Mizzou, <laughs> to be honest. Right. <laughs> that might have helped out Mizzou. Um, right. I, I truly, I truly believe that if those schools would have seen him on that field that first game against Miage, his uh, his sophomore year, um, he would have had more than uh, twelve offers. He would have way more than twelve offers. Man. Yeah. That, uh, so if you don't mind, I mean, I don't know if you know, him. you may have him memorized. It's just kind of like a, uh, kind of like a revenge tour, kind of be able to show him. But, uh, what, uh, what schools did McCullough offer from aside from Missouri, of course? Uh, Tennessee, Iowa, KU, California, Utah, uh, Illinois, Nebraska, uh, uh, crap. Uh, that's all I could think of. I mean, there was like 11 or 12 of them. I can't think of them all right now. But, yeah, he okay. had quite a few. I mean, there, there was quite a few schools that I know that that told um, that told me that they was waiting for him to get his fourth star before they offered. Uh, but, unfortunately, he didn't get that fourth star for some reason. So, you know, Makai always played with a chip on his shoulder. Well, yeah. Yeah, he he knows for a fact he was a top fifty receiver in the nation. His his uh while he was in high school, he know it. Um, and so he used that as a, as a chip. So anytime you know somebody else got a star and he didn't, he just you know it was just another chip on his shoulder. He just wanted to prove to everybody not only am I the best in Kansas, but I'm one of the best in the country, and I'm gonna show it. Yeah, you know, so, uh, he did he did he didn't do a lot of talking. Um, he just got on the field and. I mean, I, I would I would love to know another receiver who was doubled and triple teamed every possession in high school and still delivered. Yeah, that I mean, that in and of itself speaks for itself. You know, the fact that uh, you know, if you got two or three guys trying to uh, trying to cover him and he's still out there doing his thing, uh, you know, stars or not, that's that's just flat out impressive. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So. You know, um, I, I watch film. I watch film a lot on kids, um, other receivers. 
corners and stuff all across the country when he was in high school. And I don't recall seeing, you know, kids being doubled and triple teamed like he was. And for him to still catch 90-plus balls in 10 games and, eight, you know, all them to 18 touchdowns and all that stuff versus a double and triple team, I mean, that was highly impressive. And But to oh, him, awesome. you know, to him, he just figured, because that's what I'm supposed to do. But to someone on the outside looking in, like, wow. Right. You know, um, I, although I was his receiver coach, I was still wowed by a lot of things that he did. But I just never told him that. Yeah. What What else during the uh, during the recruitment process and during uh, official visits and uh, did you guys attend a game for uh, for Makai's first official or I guess the official visit? Oh uh, yeah, I think that I think the two games that I remember watching was um, Arkansas. Um, yeah, it was Arkansas and Tennessee. Those are the two games that I remember. And that would have been the 2021 season, correct? Um, yeah, I think the – was it the 20 – is that when Basic was a quarterback? He was a quarterback, and yes. he, threw, he threw – and I think Chisholm, whatever his name is, Chisholm was one of the receivers, the tall guy. Yep, yep. Kiki yeah. Chisholm. I don't think those outcomes, if, I, if my memory serves me correctly, neither one of those outcomes played in our favor, but well, that's the, okay. But the game that we watched against Arkansas, that one, you know, um, we won that game. Mizzou won that game. Basically threw for like 400 some uh, yards that game. Okay, so that must have been 2020. So, yeah, that, that might have yeah, been. Yeah, that was – yeah, that's correct. That was the home game. That was uh, Mevis walk-off winner, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that would have been 2020. Yeah, so, you know, we came to that game. I remember that one. Uh, you know, the quarterback play, the offense, you know, how they were, like, distributing the ball around to different receivers. Uh, that, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. And if if I – again, if I remember correctly, the uh, – and I'm not trying to, to bash anyone at all, but if I think the line play this year compared to the previous two seasons, 2020 and 2021, um, it's not. I don't. I don't think there's that much experience. I don't think we have near the experience this year on the line that we had in previous years. So it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier that um, it all starts in the trenches. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what quarterback you got if you don't have a, a good offensive line. Um, then you know nobody's nobody's able to do anything. Period. Yeah, I've. Uh, you know, I, I've never really paid too much attention to the offensive line to be honest. You know, um, yeah. when I watch a game. I'm watching my son. I'm watching right. how he. I'm watching how he moves. I'm watching his hips. Uh, uh, you know how he's blocking. Um, how you know if he is on a pass play. I'm watching how he gets past corners and safeties and how he's reading the defense. You know, so uh, right. when the game is over, you know him and I can have a discussion in regards to what he saw compared to what I saw. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if there's any advice that I can give him from something that I've seen that I will give, you know, because that's the kind of kid that he is. He's not a kid where he wants people to tell him how good he is all the time. Right. He's, right. he's, a, he's a kid. He wants you to tell him what he needs to do to get better. Yep. That's a great, that's a great personality trait to have, especially not just in life in general. I mean, as you know, but you know, as a, as a true, true freshman in a, in a program within the SEC, that's a great, trait to have so obviously this year looking at uh looking at coach peeler now as the uh, the wide receivers coach you know the, the head honcho within the wide receiver room um what has as makai kind of voiced any kind of uh uh what's what's that been like i guess is kind of what i'm trying to ask what's that been like for uh for not only that wide receiver or uh you know for the offense in general um you know the wide receiver room right now for mizzou is 
it's pretty stacked. Um, and so I'm curious just to see kind of, you know, how he's, how he's handling that or how he's voicing handling that, um, you know, to his players. Um, you know, McCod talks very highly of his teammates. You know, right. um, there, there's there's not one teammate that I ever heard him say anything bad about. Um, he, you know, he, he says that they, they grow together, they learn from each other. Uh, he said it, that 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 receiver room is pretty close knit from what he tells me. Um, yeah, you know, so he has no complaints there. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I can't remember a time where he just he he expressed any displeasure with any of those guys. To be honest with you. So really, more uh, or less, it's just kind of been a, a, a seamless transition from, um, you know, when he's when he's coming in with Coach Peeler to to uh, to maybe mingle with the room or you know start working with the room that hasn't uh, that you know hasn't worked with obviously these freshmen before, but also that uh, that coach. Yeah, I mean, from a coaching perspective, I could see how it could be tough for him starting out, you know, because. Right. You recruit, as you recruit guys, you 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 learn about them. You learn their behaviorism. You, you learn their work ethic. You learn about them personally and et cetera. And he came into Mizzou not recruiting any of these kids. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So he he definitely had a t- had a tough job ahead of himself to try to get to know you know these kids from a personal perspective and a football perspective. So he knew exactly how to um, how to coach them because you can't coach all all kids exactly the same. No, no, not even, you can't even, you can't even mentor all kids the same in regular life, let alone, no. you know, coach, a, coach a high levels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like, like Makai and Luther, you know, uh, they both freshmen. Um, they both, both good football players, but they different football players. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they come from different backgrounds. They have different mentalities, have different mindsets. So you can't coach them the exact same way. You know, Luther do things that Makai doesn't do very well, and Makai do things that Luther don't do very well. So it's learning how to balance that with, you know, with, with the kids that you have and, you know, and and and, and growing, you know, that particular receiver. So, I mean, it's a, it's a tough job for Peter. It's a tough job. How he's doing with it, I don't know. Uh, I stay away from the coaches. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't say much. Um, you know, that's not my job. My job is not to be in the coach's ear. Hey, hey, how come my son ain't getting no, 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 no. Right. That's not my job. Right. My job, my job is to make sure my son is happy. He's healthy and yep. he, and, and he stays hungry. That's my job as a father. That's right. Not in the, uh, not in the physical sense, but in the motivational sense that he's, you know, staying hungry, of course. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Do you have much of a personal relationship with any of the coaching staff? Uh, how, how does that work when you, uh, let your 18 year old child go to university on a scholarship. Uh, you know, just I can only imagine as a parent, I have a 15 year old daughter, so <laughs> my mindset might be different than yours as an 18 year old boy. You're, you're probably a little bit more comfortable turning him loose. Uh, but just do you have people with the university that you communicate with on a regular basis, or is it just strictly father, son, and that's your your way of knowing what's going on. Uh, you know, honestly, uh, my friend, I, I I stay away from the coaches. I, I do. Yes, uh, you know, because I know my when I when I coached high school football, last thing I wanted was a parent coming up to me asking questions about why they kid this, why they kid that, stuff like that. So, um, I, I mean, I respect the coaches. You know, this is a school that Makai chose. You know, Makai chose Missouri um, as he's seen his future uh, with. Uh, you know, with football, 
at Mizzou. Um, honestly, I was shocked when he chose Missouri, to be honest with you. I did not think he was going to choose them. But as a, as a father, uh, I allowed Makai to handle his own recruitment. Okay. Yes, sir. When, you know, when, when schools called, when they called and wanted to talk to me, uh-uh, uh-uh. I told him, you got to talk to Makai first. You know, because I, I know how I raised my son to talk to you know how to talk to people. Um, I, I raised my son to know when somebody's BSing him or not. Um, you know, I, I just I just taught him life. And so he would know by the time he got out that phone call whether this coach was for real or not. You know, so I always instructed people to talk to him before they talk to me. And, 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 and Missouri is a school that, you know, that that communicated with the whole family. They didn't just communicate with Makai and myself. I mean, they was reaching out to other, you know, to his mom, you know, and they knew everything about the family. So, I mean, and, and family's important to Makai, you know. So uh, as they showed the most interest, and not only just him, but to his family, um, th- that was important to him. That, that's a pretty smart move because old saying, if mama's not happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> that's, exactly right. that's true. That's exactly right. Looking into this weekend, um, we have Kentucky coming to town. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, it'll be my first time back in Columbia, Missouri since 2013 versus Florida. Uh, I've always lived several hours away from there. And just recently, last couple of years, moved to Northwest Arkansas as COVID hit. And so I'm finally able to get get back out and going. And uh, I'm excited to go there. Uh, Cole, are you? Do you know if you'll be able to make it or not? I'm still on the fence. I got some. I got some issues to work out at work um, first. But I sure, I sure am hoping so because I'm a season ticket holder. So I try to make it to every single game that I can. And if it's our military appreciation game, I'm definitely trying to be there. So um, about seventy thirty right now to yes to no going. So, uh, Mr. Miller, can you just kind of? I know, like, in the hard times, you, you have to tell them to trust the process, but, you know, we're on a two-game winning streak now. Uh, and I, I'm sure it's easy for these young guys to really start getting confident and full of themselves, you know, so to say. So do you have to balance the good with the bad when you're talking to him and just make sure he's, he's staying in check and motivated the, the full way regardless of win and loss results? You know, to be honest, no, I don't have to. You know, Makai, he, he's a special kid. I, I would tell you this. He, he's special. Uh, what happened last week happened last week. Makai, don't think about it. Uh, yes, sir. You know, Makai's the kind of kid, he could catch 200 yards last week with three touchdowns, and he won't never talk about it. He, he's already moved on to the next week. Um, he showed me that when he was in high school, having, you know, wonderful games. But he's never, not once, talked about his stat line nor he's, has he ever shared a stat line on social media. He's never done any of that stuff. You know, he, he's so locked in on what he can do for the team. Once that game ended, his mind was already on to Kentucky. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I have a seven-year-old son and a four-year-old son, and when they get a little bit older, I might be giving you a call again to send them. what <laughs> <laughs> To get that enough on them. (laughs) Well, you can call me anytime, my friend. But I don't want to hold you up too long. I I know you're you're a busy man. And uh, will you be in Columbia as well this weekend? Yeah, I'll be in Columbia. Um, 
you know, I, I'll be there anytime my son has opportunity to be on the field. I mean, I probably won't miss that. Um, yes, sir. I, I probably won't attend too many travel games until I see him start catching some balls. But, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, all the home games, I'll be there for emotional support. Um, you know, being there for him, you know, and just, uh, you know, from a, from a football fan, a, a fan standpoint and a, and a high school coach and stuff like that, man, I, if I had a message to give to the boys, I would just tell them, man, one and oh this week. You know, what happened last week is gone. What happened three weeks is gone. You can't take any of the back. You know, we're so close to being uh, a one-loss team. So close to being a one-loss team right now. You know, but if we dwell on that, we never move forward. You know, so yes, we're on a two-game win streak, but the focus on Tuesday should be one and oh this week. That is it. You know, let's uh, do what we got to do to uh, put ourselves in the best position to win against Kentucky, take care of business Saturday, and move on to Tennessee. Hey, we were uh, – South Carolina was on a four-game winning streak, and that didn't matter to, to us going in there Saturday. So, uh, I'm sure Kentucky would love to end that streak. So, we, we have to bring it each and every week uh, and, and ready ready to play and not expect anybody to just – be defeated before the game. Oh yeah, because, absolutely. Like, and we got to do it collectively. One player is not going to do it. You know, yes, uh, well, one player is not going to win the game for us. You know, uh, we you know in, in the whole locker room. You know, our defense is playing wonderful. I, I can't I can't say one bad thing about our defense. Those guys are playing balls to the wall, and I love it. Um, and I think that as we put together a, uh, a complete game like we did this past week. If we could put together complete games offensively, defensively, Mizzou would be a good team. Would be a hard team to beat. Absolutely, absolutely. What I was saying is, you know, last week with uh, with it being the total team concept, and you know, everybody, everybody just doing their job. It sounds so cliche, and you probably hear so many coaches and and everybody else say it, but I mean, it's it's cliche because there's you know some truth to it. One last question for you, and then that'll be everything from me. Uh, you've been to. Uh, You've been to Columbia now probably many, many times. Um, I am a Columbia resident, and so I got to ask you, uh, as a Columbia resident, what's uh, what's your favorite restaurant um, in Columbia? Well, I tell you what, uh, about two or three weeks ago, when I was up there visiting my son, um, there's this seafood place. Uh, I don't recall the name of it, but it's 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 over there. It's not too far from the Nissan dealership. Okay. Um, there's a seafood place, man. I, uh, that's probably the best crab legs I've had in a long <laughs> time. <laughs> best crab legs in Missouri. That's what I'm talking about. They I tell you what. There. Hey, I, you know, if, you know, Makai, you know, he eats seafood because you know his mom and I would want some seafood, but you know, he 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 would never say, "Hey, Dad, let's go eat some crab legs." So <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go up next time I go up there after I, I take him out to eat somewhere and spend some time, cut his hair, and drop him off. I'm going to go eat some crab legs by myself on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. You got to gorge yourself for the ride back. Absolutely. Well, good deal. You're the number as well. Did I, did I catch that right? Say what? You're the you're his personal barber as well? Oh, yeah. I've always cut, my, I always cut his hair. Um, I taught him how to cut his own hair, but I'm only two hours away. And yeah. when, he, when he calls and say, hey, Dad, uh, are you busy today? I know that means two things. One, he needs some father-son time. And two, he needs a haircut. 
Yeah, <laughs> probably probably a little bit of both. Just go ahead and knock everything. Out. Even if he doesn't really need one yet, you know, maybe just get him get him cleaned up. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's just something about that bond between the father and son. You know, uh, there's there's not you know it's, it's kind of sad to say, but not a whole lot of kids have that father figure in their life. And um, I don't I don't take that for granted. No, no, they Sir. don't. I, I do have one one question for you if you if you have the time. Yes, sir. I got a lot of time. Okay. Uh, you know, we are the Woods, Water, Mizzou. So uh, the three of us that are usually on this are all avid Mizzou fans, of course. And then also big into the outdoors. Uh, are, do you do any kind of hunting or fishing or just anything outdoors that you and your family uh, enjoy that you might want to share with everybody else? Well, I tell you what, man, I love being outdoors, whether it's camping, having an opportunity to go fish. It's been a while since I did some hunting. The people who I used to hang out with and do hunting with, or go hunting with, you know, they moved to Alaska. So it's been a while since I've done that. Um, I know that the kids, they love to fish. You know, but anything outdoors, you can count me in. <laughs> well, good deal. That's what I like to hear. That's what I'm talking about. I, I do think that there's a very... Um that there's a very good point to be made, you know, not only in the outdoors, um, you know, doesn't matter what you're doing, like you said, hiking or, you know, fishing or hunting, um, you know, there's, there's a huge amount of, uh, of, you know, self responsibility and self care, uh, that comes with being, you know, an outdoors man or woman. Um, it's, uh, I do think that that characteristic characteristic that gets, you know, instilled in so many kids that are grown up, um, you know, in an outdoor lifestyle, uh, I think that serves them, um, serves them very well, you know, throughout, uh, fatherhood or, you know, adulthood and then into, uh, into parenthood. Oh yeah. You know, it's just something about nature, you know, respecting nature and, and enjoying nature and finding peace while you're in nature, regardless of what you're doing. Um, you know, nature is not man-made. No. You know, so you can really see the works of God if you really sit back and, you know, find yes. peace with it. That's exactly right. That's I've always said that, that, you know, people ask me, oh, you know, what what is it about hunting and fishing? I said, it's not even, you know, yes, the harvest and, and being able to um, being able to provide that that protein source or whatever we're, you know, whatever we're after that day um, to, to my family is, you know, you, you cannot put a price tag on it. But my favorite thing, either of a morning or of an evening um going hunting is just to to see every little teeny tiny thing that's involved you know in uh in nature you know whether it's the the ant that's crawling up your tree while you're sitting in a tree stand or if it's you know listening to all the birds wake up on a on a spring morning of turkey season it's just there's no other piece like it yeah i agree now, see, I, I don't know how to clean the, the clean the deer or the turkeys and stuff like that, but I know how to shoot them. <laughs> well, that's I'll tell you what, if you ever need help, you give me a call and I'll be happy to come help you out. It sounds good. Hey, we we greatly appreciate you uh, coming on here, giving us your time. Uh, I apologize for the audio problems. I'm, I'm at work. Don't tell my boss <laughs> doing this. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> could have passed up the opportunity and I, I greatly appreciate it and i'm sure there's there's a lot of mizzou fans out there uh there may be some some parents out there 
that have some student athletes coming up through the high school ranks or that may be in college. And uh, I think, I think you had some pretty powerful words that I took from it as a parent uh, and just, you know, you speaking of your son and, and the mentality that he has and the relationship that you all have, it, it seems very special. And I'm very grateful to have you all as Mizzou Tigers. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. Um, you know, I, I know that we're happy to be Mizzou Tigers. You know, as long as my son is happy, I'm happy. You know, like I said, he chose Mizzou and we fully backed him on his decision. So um, we're, we're happy to be here and we look forward to a long and wonderful career being Tigers. A good deal. That's what we're here. And uh, <laughs> I'll definitely reach out to you and, and try to, uh, meet face to face and get to shake a hand this Saturday. Hey, sounds good, man. Just give me a call and I, I'll meet up with you. More likely, I'll be somewhere in Lot in. All right. Sounds, sounds like good. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Miller, last thing, I guess, for anybody that wants to listen that doesn't already follow you, I do follow you on Twitter. I think I've followed you ever since uh, Makai had committed. Uh, for anybody that, you know, wants to follow you or is like, hey, you know what? I'm in the uh, I'm in the Kansas City area or, you know, wherever I'm wanting to buy a house. Uh, how can uh, how can folks follow you and get a hold of you? Yeah, well, you know, my, my Twitter handle is uh, at G Miller Realtor. Uh, I'm, I'm a Kansas and Missouri um, licensed real estate agent. Shoot, I traveled four hours to sell a house before. <laughs> there you I, go. I, I have no problem doing that again. You know, this is how I feed my family. I don't I, um, I, I don't do this for, you know, for you know, for shits and giggles, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I take this business very seriously. So, um, yeah, at G Miller Realtor, this is what I am on Twitter. And I think uh, on Instagram, I think I may be Miller the Realtor or something like that. I, I don't ever look at my, my Instagram very much, but I believe it's Miller the Realtor. No, it's G Miller Realtor. That's what it is. That's there what you it is. go. Yeah. So um, that's how you can get a hold of me even if it's just real estate questions or even just sports questions. I mean, I'm, I'm a friendly guy. I like to, I like to talk. I like to talk to people. I don't care what the subject is. I don't really dive into politics much. That's how you lose friends. Um, yes. Agree. <laughs> Agree with that. Yes. And so we'll I, leave it at that. <laughs> yes. So other than that, I'll talk about anything. Well, good deal. Mr. Greg, thank you again. Uh, and I look forward to possibly getting to meet you this weekend and, uh, Cole, thank you for jumping on on short notice. And I know you're you're actually headed to the woods right now, correct? I'm I'm sitting in my truck looking at where I'm going to walk into the woods right now. So yes, oh, yeah. I am. <laughs> hey, well, hey, you be safe and have yourself a good time. Thank you, Mister Miller. I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get it done tonight. Absolutely. See you guys Saturday. All right, y'all. Take right. care. Well, guys, I greatly appreciate your time in the middle of the day. Uh, jumping on here and recording this i'm excited to get it out there for everybody to listen to with that said for cole for mr greg this is skeeter signing off m-i-z-z-o-u go tigers